0: Okay, so you're recording on QuickTime, but you've got me in your headphones?
1: Recording on QuickTime. Hey, little guy. You are in my headphones. Jody is... Happy baby.
0: Just, uh, I'll try to feed him, and then maybe he'll be quiet.
1: Yeah, come on, Jody.
0: He loves eating.
1: We're trying to do, like, professional podcast business here. If I wasn't a celebrity, would you be so nice to
2: me? If I didn't have cheese like every day, would you still want to be with me? If I couldn't buy you diamond rings and all those other expensive things, would you be so into me if I wasn't a celebrity lately?
1: All right. Well, welcome, everyone, to Jessica Interviews Matt about celebrities he's encountered. My guest today, Mr. Matt Houchen himself.
0: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And I brought a special guest of my own, who you may hear throughout the episode. His name is Jody.
1: Yeah, actually, I should have said that that was my special guest. I apologize, Jody. You are the real special guest. Yes. We have our, our special celebrity that we're going to talk about, and that is... Charlene Yi. Charlene Yee. So Jessica made me
0: introduce her because she doesn't know how to say her name, probably. Or doesn't know who it is.
1: <laughs> That's true. It's very true.
2: Knock, knock. Who's there? Charlene! Charlene, Charlene Yi. Hi, um, I'm Charlene Yee. Um, um, my boyfriend broke up with me today, and, um, I don't have anywhere to, to live, and, um, I thought this might be a good time to announce that uh, on national television and in front of you guys in case um, someone wants to take me in tonight. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Please, I know you're home. I can hear your voice. Um, would, you, would you please? i sorry.
1: I don't have the pleasure of knowing Charlene Yee, unfortunately. You're going to have to tell me and probably a few of our listeners all about this person. Uh,
0: I remember first seeing her in Knocked Up. She has a very small part in Knocked Up, but... Uh... It was like the hardest I laughed throughout the entire movie.
2: I heard you were pregnant. hmm Um, aren't you scared? Wait, the way it's gonna come out of you. It's gonna hurt a lot of it. <laughs> your vagina. <laughs> That's so sick.
1: Uh, I don't know. Are you hungry? I know I'm okay right now. Thank you.
2: You must be angry at the baby whenever it steals your food, huh? Like, oh, it's mine, not yours, but, you know. Because <laughs> your family you guys share
0: <laughs> okay, so Charlene, I know Charlene because she was my roommate in Los Angeles for about six months. I lived with her and another guy named Dave Horwitz, and uh at the time, a movie was coming out that she started with Michael Sarah. I think she like created the movie, it was called Paper Heart. And I moved in and I remember like, I had my door open to my bedroom and I'm just like on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. And ads would come up for this movie, Paper Heart, starring Charlene Yee. And then she would walk past my bedroom, like into the bathroom. And it's like, that's crazy that I'm living with this person that's in like a major motion picture. We're making a documentary about Charlene and love. Your love glass is half full. So we're gonna go on the road. We're gonna talk to
1: people, hear their stories.
2: Oh, it's a perfect date. Take somebody to Applebee's and get them hot
1: wings. This is really cool. Paper Heart, I've never even heard of this. This looks awesome. I like Michael Sarah too. Who doesn't?
2: What are you guys filming? Uh, documentary. What is it about? It's
1: about I Don't Believe in Love. Will this be in the movie, this scene? Probably not. Cool, awesome. And this is amazing.
0: And then most recently, I think Charlene Yee would be best known for calling out James Franco and other guys for
1: uh all the Me Too stuff. Got it. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, so she's yeah, she's she's calling people out left and right. This is great. Good for her. Marilyn Manson? Not surprised there. She called out Marilyn Manson? Yeah.
0: How do they even know each other?
1: On the set of house.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever had to make a complaint at work about somebody harassing you?
1: No no i have not i'm very lucky i'm very lucky in my experience because um, i know that it's very common and i really have not experienced a whole lot of at least not to the point where i was like okay that crossed a line and i need to like say something about it
0: uh, <laughs> you want your food Buddy. you're making this very difficult and that's why we haven't recorded a lot of podcasts jody because of you how about you so i've never been uh harassed in the workplace but i've had two girlfriends that were experiencing harassment in the workplace and in both cases i ended up calling the guy and uh and telling him that the first guy said i was gonna kill him if he kept uh, if he kept doing it and then uh the second time the second time was like four or five years later and uh instead of kill i said I, I will end you uh, or something like that. Or no, I, was, I said, I said, I will ruin you. And I had like all these plans on how to ruin him.
1: Oh my um, gosh. you! This wasn't all talk. This was like for real. Talk. Yeah.
0: Do you know the, uh, like when there's a sexual predator that moves into your neighborhood, there's like flyers that go out and with a picture of the person and a description, that was my plan for ruining this guy. I was gonna uh, like paste flyers all around their workplace <laughs> and like <laughs> all around downtown Minneapolis and with just his picture really big on it so that uh, everyone thought he was a sexual predator.
1: That is, that is intense.
0: I don't think I would have felt that bad about it because he was pretty creepy. But yeah, both of those situations are really, disgusting to me and in both situations my girlfriends you know felt really powerless to speak up mm-hmm. and felt really uncomfortable and <laughs> we're both not thrilled with me uh, speaking up on their behalf I think just because they were like worried like oh this this will eventually get back to me and then I look like I'm complaining and I'll mm-hmm. get I'll get in trouble at work I think both situations ended up being fine. And the one guy that I said I would ruin him, he ended up being really nice and sweet the rest of the time that they worked together. And then the other guy, um, he never like harassed uh, my girlfriend again. So I guess it worked. I just, you know, they were embarrassed and then I couldn't really go to any company parties or anything without it being (laughs) awkward.
1: (laughs) You know, really you're the hero in the situation. If you miss the parties, it's okay so okay i really am curious about this guy you said he ended up being really sweet to her after you told him that you would ruin him like what who is this person and what what was going through his mind
0: yeah good question we should get him on here (laughs)
1: let's call him up um (laughs) hey remember me uh to the best of your speculation i don't know
0: what's going through his mind like, my phone call might have just been, like, a huge wake-up call. Is that,
1: I mean, like, are, are dudes just stupid? Yeah. Like, are they
0: just really stupid? I don't know. I mean, he was really interested in her, and they worked at an ad agency, and they were going to New York, and uh, he just booked them one hotel room. So they are like, staying in a hotel room together, what? a guy and a girl, and it's and he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll just, it'll save money this way. New York's really expensive, and it's like, and, I mean, she's, like, kind of new to the business and young, and just like, okay, I guess this is how it works. Yeah, New York's expensive. And then, you know, they went out for dinner and drinks, and then later he tried to kiss her, and she pushed him away. And, um, and I mean, they were like, you know, she considered him a friend, too, and wow. was just kind of going with the flow yeah. until he uh, did all this, but not normal workplace behavior. Mm-mm. And, like, I don't think we would ever have a situation where there would be, like, co-ed room sharing, in uh, no matter how expensive the city is.
1: That is shocking. That that's probably the most shocking. Well, all of it is shocking. But like, wow.
0: So after New York, where he like tried to put the moves on her and she pushed him away, um, then
2: <laughs> did
0: you hear that? Jody just farted. Good timing. He's. Um, then he was, like, really mean to her. Like, he was, Aww. you know, would be really passive-aggressive at the office and just, like, a huge jerk. So, I mean, like, an, just a perfect, like, Me Too textbook example, but just, like, 10 years before Me Too. Yeah. She would call me at the end of the day just crying. And she said she was crying every day just because how he was treating her because, you know, she didn't want to make out with him. So, that's when I I told him I would ruin him and uh, just kind of screamed at him. And uh, and then it was all good.
1: Wow. Well, this person seems like he has very little self awareness and self regulation.
0: Yeah, or he's a sociopath. <laughs>
1: or that. Uh, yeah. This guy is yeah. ripping
0: him left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jessica. Look, it's Jessica. <gasps> Hi. Hi. You think you could go take a nap?
1: Hi, Jodi. Can you see me?
0: Whoa! He might throw up now. That was a big burp.
1: I feel like I want to figure out what the problem is so that collective humanity, or even just me, like, as a human that's trying to better the world, can figure out how to, like, fix these things so that they don't happen. Obviously, I'm fully supportive of the Me Too movement and calling out, there's, I mean, the level of terrible behavior that is in the workplace, in Hollywood, like all these places, like it's it's extreme. Jody, that is really helping me with my very deep train of thought. <laughs>
2: well,
1: what's really the way that to solve that? If I could like snap my fingers and ask for something, what would solve the problem? Because I don't think that cancel culture is necessarily the right answer. That's my opinion. You can't say that. I think that that can.
0: You trying to get canceled?
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm on a mission. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's just the it's a same same thing as fundamentalism, just like a different flavor. It's like black and white, and I just believe fully that we don't live in a black and white world. Obviously, there's there's room to for disdain for the behavior and for accountability, but like blanket. I don't know I, I don't know yeah this is where I'm I'm dangerously close to possibly offending some people
0: yeah so I mean just the recap you're saying like you fully support Bill Cosby and you're <laughs> glad that he's out of prison and
1: yeah really I mean
0: that's you the... don't see anything wrong with anything he did and same with R. Kelly I'm just
1: really disappointed that you didn't have an encounter with Bill Cosby or <laughs> R. Kelly because that would have been a really great podcast <laughs> Yeah, those are great examples of the most terrible, behavior, like this terrible behavior, like the harm that that causes to not just the people, but humanity at large. Like, how do you, how do you fix that?
0: Yeah. And I mean, let me, let me try to put this guy down. Maybe he'll be quiet. You gonna be quiet? You gonna be quiet. All right, we'll see how that goes.
1: <laughs> so far, so good. <clears throat> what a good baby. Yeah, um so there's extreme examples and the accountability from the Me Too movement could potentially correct that behavior and if someone's actually like taking the opportunity to grow, then they might, you know, completely change and become a much better human. So
0: Yeah, and I think everything is you have to take on a case-by-case basis.
1: And then threaten to kill them.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, let me know <laughs> if anyone does ever harass you, if you need someone to threaten to kill them, if, uh, if our CEO doesn't step in and <laughs> help you.
1: If I ever need anyone to, to have, like, fully meditated ways that they could possibly ruin a person and not bring them <laughs> to their <laughs> attention, I know who to call.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: I do want to let's talk about that a little bit, because this, quite frankly, um, this is a little bit outside of the uh, Matt Houchen that I know.
0: Oh, yeah, I suppose that's
1: true. I mean, great job, by the way. But like, what was going through your mind? I cannot imagine you having that conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to imagine it now, too. I would probably handle it a little differently. I don't know. <laughs> also, I think the first time I was listening to a lot of Eminem. And uh, he has a lot of songs about killing people. (laughs) In the first case, the guy that was harassing my girlfriend was uh, named Jeff. And then my girlfriend before that girlfriend dumped me for a guy named Jeff. So there's like a little, I don't know, there's in both, in both cases, there's like definitely like uh, more parts of my like jealous controlling side coming out too. So it wasn't like I'm not saying I'm totally just being chivalrous and valiant in defending their honor like it's mm-hmm. it's just me as a caveman just being like stay away from my girl. Piece of shit, mm-hmm. I'll kill you. So in that way it's embarrassing. Well,
1: in fairness, talking about things that work, like it worked. So Yeah,
0: I think in both cases I embarrassed the girls a little bit I was immature and let that side come out instead of like oh well what are some uh, appropriate channels we could go through to address the situation it's just me acting like uh, my lizard brain
1: yeah like you're definitely reacting from your own emotional state for sure but in a world that reacts like that like you just described like maybe that's just welcome and maybe that's the best way to do it (laughs) I don't know I've been doing some philosophizing with uh, various podcasts and uh, a good friend, Eckhart Tolle, if anyone has ever read his work.
0: Hey, you said you've been getting philosophical AF is what you said.
1: <laughs> quote, unquote. Yeah, it's been interesting. And um, he has this concept of the pain body. And the pain body is, is awoken and, I mean, it's created out of your own past pain and trauma. And, and basically it's like the classic like emotional response hormones a triggered state whatever words that's kind of how I understand it
0: yeah I was definitely triggered so
1: it's all just like a whole bunch of people who are not super conscious of what's actually happening just reacting with each other
0: yeah and I I guess like the way that I responded to it by <laughs> making death threats is uh, by the way I wouldn't have uh killed anybody that was That was uh,
1: for the record. (laughs) Make sure
0: I don't think I'd be capable of killing, ruining. (laughs) I'll ruin someone, but uh, I won't murder anybody. Yeah, but no, I was gonna say. uh, You see on Twitter, if someone is getting canceled or somebody did something, they'll they'll get tons of death threats just from random strangers, and they'll get people just like sending them the meanest tweets and emails, and people lose their jobs. Like they do get ruined, so if it had been later in like the social media era, like these two guys might've been getting death threats from everybody or something like that. I don't know. It's just like that impulse that I had seems to be the, a similar impulse that a lot of people have now where it's, it's you're you just overreact and because it is a stranger, you can just be like, I'll kill you. You deserve to die. You're such a piece of shit.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and I don't know them or I don't know the full context of anything, but I'm just, uh, triggered by something and it makes me feel strong i guess to take control of the mm-hmm. situation
1: right which is which is why i beg the question of like what what is the right response because i don't want to lose the power of calling people out like charlene ye has done in an amazing way like that's a, cr- a critical piece in correcting the behavior right because it's it's not only uncovering for and like for the rest of the world to see this these like sub terranian behaviors that people don't often see but it's giving them the person the ability to see their own self and behavior but the ultimate like i don't know i just think we all need to be a lot more self-aware when reacting and being called out yeah i like this conversation because i'm really really torn to be honest about like what is, what is justice and like how do we serve justice and, and allow for a world of, and, of consequences but also love and acceptance and like yeah. a world where people can change and be good people again and that they aren't just like completely beat down to the point where it's just like, you know, a shame spiral and they can't – because I feel like you put people in a shame – in this place of shame – and that's pretty much a surefire way not to get them to grow. Mm-hmm. But like if they've done something terrible that hurts people, what? where's the line? I do not know.
0: Like if somebody was harassing you at work, would you just, uh, would you think to put them on blast all over social media before you <laughs> did anything else?
1: Probably not. No, but I'm, um, it's a great question actually. So in the situation where I felt like my colleague was being harassed by a co-worker very mild but still not okay what i was thinking i should do is call him up and tell him i'm gonna kill him (laughs) (laughs) just kidding no what i was thinking i could do and should do is like sit this person down and just be like hey i'm noticing this behavior you may not be noticing it but from my perspective it seems that you're crossing a line and i don't think it's okay and um, just like kind of, it's like the act of shedding light on it. And I would hope that in that situation, I mean, ideally that person's like, oh yeah, you're right. Like I should probably be my, more mindful of this, these interactions. That's not great. I don't want that. It's a perfect scenario.
0: Yeah. I, I totally think men are total idiots and don't pick up on cues and so if a man is making jokes that are inappropriate and the woman's laughing, it's like, oh, this is this is totally fine now. I'm just going to keep continuing down this uh, path. But, you know, maybe the woman's nervous or being accommodating because it's her boss or something. But uh, I think in most cases, if you went to the guy and you're like, hey, this actually makes me really uncomfortable. I think most men would be like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Like, I thought I was being funny and everyone was laughing. I really didn't, uh, I I didn't know. And and I think people would probably change their behavior. i would be, I'd be surprised if someone was like, I don't care that you're offended. (laughs) Like, I don't care that this is making you uncomfortable. I'm going to keep doing it.
1: So I have never had experiences where I've been, um, harassed in any way, but I have been in experiences fairly frequently with, Mostly like, you know, like superiors and I work with like a bunch of dudes um, where I do feel like a high pressure that I put on myself to like make them feel good to like be a people pleaser in a way. And so then like little flirtatious things are very much like I don't really I don't know if I've either like decided not to let it bother me out of necessity because I feel like I just need to be like you know cuz i feel like it's going to hurt their ego if i if i don't like laugh and smile yeah um but there is I, I know and i've heard women talk about that situation a lot like there is this this pressure whether it's society or you know my own just because i feel like women are really largely more emotionally in tune and emotionally intelligent and we can pick up on some of the nuances and
0: yeah i think women are definitely kind of uh trained to do that or it's just like a coping mechanism or a survival skill just to be like nurturing to try to make everybody feel good um all the time and not make anyone uncomfortable yeah it can the situations can go the wrong way
1: so in that regard it's kind of like
0: so it's women's fault is what i'm saying that's
1: what i'm hearing (laughs) we would all just like start canceling our coworkers a little bit more
0: (laughs) i mean i would hope that I would definitely hope if somebody, if I was making jokes or something that, and somebody was offended that they would come to me and say like, I didn't like when you said this, this may me uncomfortable. And I mean, I would definitely apologize and feel horrible and change my behavior. Yeah, but absolutely. I think I'm pretty careful about that mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I agree that, that that's the other thing that I keep thinking too, is like, it's not that hard. Like it's not really that difficult to just think, a few extra steps of like maybe this could be offensive yeah for sure and it's probably not <laughs> good to say it the
2: other day uh i got out i got out of a rave and i was driving my hummer and um i pull up to a red light and the guy next to me pulls up and he rolls down his window and he goes hey baby hey baby and i go oh you like babies okay and i go whee I'm a baby daddy, I pooped in my pinky. And he started driving away. So I followed him five blocks and I pull up and I go, daddy, I want some milk. And he like drove off and he didn't want me anymore. I mean, what's up with that, right ladies? I mean, like, how come they only want us when we don't want them? And when we want them, they don't want us anymore. You know, it's like, we're not yo-yos. She knows what I'm talking about, holler.
0: so, Jessica, do you think Charlene Yee is on Cameo.com? No. You're right. She's not. But the Ying Yang twins are. And uh, someone named Natasha Yee. There's also a Michael oh. Yee.
1: Okay. First of all, where did you live in L.A. since I'm here and I know the area?
0: I lived in Koreatown. It was basically Melrose and Normandy.
1: Nice. Did you like Like, hang out? Like, did you hang out with her on the weekends and go out
0: um, to the bars? She wasn't like a big party person so um, I would mainly hung out with her at the house like there were a couple times where I played games with her and some other friends and uh, she bought <laughs> she bought a football one day just randomly and she came home and she's like I want to start playing football and so we like just, Got a bunch of random people together and just played football uh, a couple weekends, which is really funny because she has like no experience playing football. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's just like her personality was really spontaneous and just creative. And it's like, oh, this would be funny to play football and then like actually do it and get really into it.
1: That's so cool. All right. I think we solved some problems of the world. Yeah. In conclusion, it is absolutely great to do what Charlene's doing, shedding light on things that are bad because i feel like we operate and humans tend to tend to operate in these like just autopilot and they do really bad things and they might not have any idea why or have any sort of self-awareness about it so shedding light invites the opportunity to change but i don't think we should then forever shame if they are willing to change
0: yeah yeah if they're like unrepentant monsters then who cares but uh i think we should allow room for people to get better and uh, improve
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah hopefully we got enough here I think probably I mean with Jody as the special guest pop, peeping in every once in a while Yeah,
1: <laughs> this could be a, a, a little
0: peeper we've done a
1: lot of really uh, heavy episodes lately I feel like so having just like a bunch of us talking about your baby is probably okay
0: <laughs> uh, I should probably get going I gotta go yeah, play golf gotta go. have fun gotta go sexually harass some co-workers <laughs>
1: Whatever you do, don't do that. (laughs) All right. You'll get death threats.
0: I'll talk to you soon.
1: Have fun. Tell people I said hi.